Third time lucky. Right. So, welcome back to the Fit Podcast. We have just recorded an entire episode, um, which was so good. Like, this one, that one was amazing, wasn't it, it was, it was perfect. It was so good. And, um, yeah, silly me, somehow, deleted it in some way, shape or form. So here we um, go again. So we're going to have to re- re- re-record. Um, so, yeah, sorry Tara. <laughs> Just completely wasted half an hour of Tara's life. <laughs> Luckily, she's super positive and she doesn't mind going again. She actually said, this time will be better. I hope it is. <laughs> so, um, first thing I'm going to do is apologise for the audio last week. Uh, we did say at the very start that we might make some errors. We did. And we did and make we some did. errors. <laughs> Um, who knew that a microphone has one side that picks up the noise and the other side that dampens the noise and Tara's holding hers the wrong way around. I am, so hopefully you can hear me nice and clearly this week, guys. Yeah, thank you to Isaac. Yes. Who, um, helped us us with that, told us that we were doing it wrong. And yeah, hopefully this week you can hear Tara clear as a bell. Bing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, this is starting better. Yeah, this is already going better. Okay, um, so before I start, um, I just want to signpost you to um, a lot of where we've got the inspiration for this podcast from. So um, Tara listens to a lot of Huberman. I'll let Tara explain um, who Huberman Huberman is and what he's about. And I listen to a lot of Jocko Willink. Jocko is an ex-Navy SEAL um, and he is like Mr. Discipline. He's written a number of books, uh, the best one of which is called Discipline Equals Freedom. Um, he's a pretty badass guy he gets up at four in the morning every morning does a workout and then takes a picture of his watch uh, and posts it on Instagram so it's like the most boring Instagram page in the world with like millions of followers Um, he's just super badass and he is like the king of discipline basically and a lot of what he talks about will feature in this podcast um, a lot of you know making seeking short term discomfort ready for long term gain which we're going to simplify down to make hard choices. Um, Tara, if you want to talk about Huberman. So yes, Huberman, Andrew Huberman. He's a neuroscience professor at Stanford University. He's, um, yes, he's a researcher, all things neuroscience, and his main area of interest is hormones. So he ranges from anything from like sex hormones, dopamine, which I'll be speaking about today, Super interesting guy, and he really delves into the science behind the why. So if you're interested in what I have to say, yeah, check him out, Huberman Lab. Yeah, we're going to, I'll post Jocko and Huberman, their pages in the show notes for this. So if you want to do some further research into those two people, then follow those links. Um, As always with this podcast, if you want me and Tara to continue to do these podcasts, if you think they're beneficial... Please like, um, share and subscribe. And we want to say thank you to everybody who shared on Instagram our uh, Spotify page. Yes, thank you. Um, So uh, the title of this podcast is Learn to Make Hard Choices Easier. And um, basically, I first started sort of crafting this concept um, through looking at it in terms of military and, and a military view so my, my background, I was in the military, I was in the parachute regiment, and this concept is so clear in the military, the short-term discomfort for long-term gain is so clear, because in the military, if you seek the short-term comfort, you actually end up um, getting 
severe pain pretty early. <laughs> um, so it's very obvious when you seek short-term comfort in the military because you get punished for it. Um, I'll talk through some examples of that. So um, uh, the easiest example to make is uh, when it comes to rifle cleaning or weapon system cleaning. So uh, let's say, for example, you've been on exercise, so you've been training to you know do your job out in Salisbury Plain or Otterburn or wherever for the last you know week you probably slept two to three hours every night you're tired um, you've not eaten you've just finished a 15 mile insertion uh, with all your kit and everything super tired just can't wait to like eat get in your sleeping bag get some rest um, the first thing that you are trained to do in that situation is to clean your weapon system and the reason for that is obvious, you know, if you say you go into, you know, a layup in order to look after yourself, get some recovery and you are um, attacked by the enemy during that period, you obviously want your weapon system clean and ready to go. Um, so it seems like an obvious, easy choice, clean your weapon system, but it's not that easy. <laughs> From experience, you know, uh, the the warm sleeping bag and the nice food that you've got to eat is... Is it nice food? Mm, it's nice. It's nice when you're starving. <laughs> yeah. When you've been like on, you've been burning like twelve thousand calories a day for the last six days, and uh, you've been eating about one thousand. Yes, like it's not that nice, but it's yeah, good. it's calling you. Yeah, and like it, the easy choice is to not clean your rifle, get your food in, and then get some sleep. Um, but obviously, in the military, you're punished for that. Um, so you might get away with it. You might. You might get not get caught out but majority of the time some uh, alley platoon sergeant is going to be uh, checking your rifle in the morning and when he sees a little bit of rust on there you're going to get either thrashed to oblivion up and down a near hill or um, crawling around in the mud and the wet and basically you're going to be punished for taking that easy path seeking the short-term comfort um, another example of this is like for example, when you're, you've finished that layup, for example, you've had the night where you rested, you're in your nice big North Face puffer jacket and um, you get told you're about to move off. And in that situation, what you need to do is get all the way down to like your T-shirt um, and be cold for a little bit, basically, until you actually start moving. And it's very easy to just keep that North Face on because it's nice and warm. But you're going to be punished for that immediately if you do, because a mile into that carry, imagine trying to do a CrossFit workout with a bloody North Face jacket on. It ain't going to be very nice. I think Louis does. Yeah, <laughs> in that rack. he actually does. Yeah, Jack Turner's pretty much tried to do this as well. Um, basically, you're going to be, you know, super hot, super fatigued. You're going to be sweating loads, and probably going to get cold from the sweat being on your body. So. The short-term you know, the short-term discomfort is get cold, take your jacket off. The, the easy choice is to leave it on and you'll get punished for that in the military. Um, another good example is um, why, you know, why on military camps is it so important for you to not put your hands in your pockets? You know, like anyone who's been on a military camp has probably seen this, you know. You're not allowed to have your hands in your pockets at any point. And why is that such an important factor? Like, it's not because it looks smart or, you know, anything like that, is it? Because it, it's because it shows ill discipline. So the easy thing to do is to put your hands in your nice warm pockets. The difficult thing is to keep your hands out and for them to be cold. 
And so putting your hands in your pockets is a sign that maybe you're one of those guys that is going to not clean your weapon system. Yeah, it's going to make that easy choice. So the concept first started with that. It is very easy and clear to see in the military when you've taken an easy path because more often than not, you get punished for it. Um, where in life, um, real life, not military life, in society, you probably don't see this punishment. Um, you probably won't feel it for, you know, maybe a year, maybe 18 months. You don't know straight away that you've made a mistake. Um, you've not, you don't get punished for taking that easy path straight away anyway. Um, an example of this would be, my favourite example, and Tara knows this one because we've discussed it, is emptying the bin. Yes, I love this one, my favourite. Whose job is it to empty the bin in your house? Oh, me. Yeah, me. 100% yes. of the time, me too. <laughs> so, emptying the bin is a great example of where short-term discomfort is going to lead to success and short-term comfort is going to lead to pain and misery. Absolute misery. That's <laughs> <was> like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... The bin's stacking up. We've all been there in this situation. It's getting bigger and bigger. It's piling on. And you've got to put something in there. Let's say it's a um, a wrapper. And instead of doing the right thing, choosing the hard choice and emptying the bin and putting a new bin bag in, you make the easy choice and you balance it precariously on top. Okay? You may well not recognise that that's a mistake until... You go to empty the bin the next day. Oh, God. And you're, you know, it's all been rampacked in there. <laughs> overflowing. Over, it's overflowing now. You've got to take everything out. You're trying to pull the bin bag and its straps are all breaking off. <laughs> the bin juice goes everywhere and you end up with this mess. Sounds and like a horror film, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's awful. We've all <laughs> been there. And so this is an example where you might not feel it initially, but you are going to pay the price for taking that easy route. Um in the short term in life another another good example is um like reading um and so right now i'm trying to read a book it's called super training the guy's called tara i cannot pronounce his name he's called something <laughs> like verkoshansky i'm not Verkushansky. something like that yeah it's ukrainian it's a textbook. and yeah it's a textbook it is thick like this this is quite hard thick. to yeah with a cc at the end and it is like dense material it's scientific it's a lot of knowledge and um it's very difficult to read not like harry potter what tara reads i do not read harry potter (laughs) i've seen it all on your house um and so reading this is a difficult thing for me now i know that the benefit is in the long run i'll gain so much extra knowledge from reading that book but it's quite hard to do in the short term. I'm looking for any excuse not to read that book. Like, oh, I'll be making a brew or maybe something comes up on my phone. Wash your hair. Maybe washing my <laughs> hair. The dog needs letting out. Any excuse to just not read that book because the easy choice is to not. The difficult choice is, is to continue reading. Um, and then the final example is one that's very close to my heart, which is making dinner. Making dinner. Yes. Um, this is shout out to Turner. Just finished his birthday weekend. I think he had five takeaways yes, in a row. Five takeaways consecutively. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that this example, I'm sure everyone can resonate with. You sort of get home overnight, you're tired, and you think you've got that stuff that you've bought from the shop in the, in the fridge ready to go. Your chicken breast, your broccoli, your rice. But... Get that little email yeah, that you 30% get, off. That delivery yeah. is calling your name. 
And the easy choice is to just order something in. Oh, just order something in. Cheeky Nando's. Get a Cheeky Nando's in. We all love a Cheeky Nando's. And, like, it's so easy to just, you know, get the Nando's in the short term. By the way, for anyone listening who wasn't aware, I wasn't aware, the Nando's hummus starter has 1,600 calories in it. Yes. Oh my god, did yeah, you know that? I actually knew that. I'm pretty sad. Yeah, I did know that. I've seen this meme where this guy's going, I did not know yeah. that. I did not know That's that. That's why, Nando's, I know you're listening. Yeah. Uh, we want the red pepper dip back. Bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. It's healthier for everybody. It is, yeah. How do they How do they pack 1,600 calories into that little pot of hummus? I know, and it's the little, um, the chili oil. The oily oil. thing. That yeah, is nice. Yeah, it is well nice. <laughs> so, we went down the Nando's rabbit hole there. Yes. We'll come back. So... The easy choice uh, in the short-term gain is, of course, to order your Nando's in and you'll love it. The hard choice, of course, is to make your boring chicken and rice that you've got in the cupboard. Yes. Now, obviously, we know nutritionally, Tara is a nutritionist, of course, nutritionally, you're going to get more benefit out of the home-cooked meal. Of course. In the long run. But in the short term, that Nando's just seems so appealing, doesn't it? Yeah, it tastes better. Yeah. It does. <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. Um, the issue here in life is that these punishments that we receive aren't as obvious. It's not a platoon sergeant yelling in your face or, you know, crawling around in the mud and the wet because you didn't clean your rifle. Um, the punishment is you potentially don't get the recovery that you need. You don't get the nutrition you need. You feel shitty for the next day of training, etc. These are all minor things that you potentially won't even recognise, but these easy choices are causing you difficulty. Um, and so to tie that more into what we do, um, I am going to go to Tara for give you some, to give you some examples of hard choices in training, some ways to make hard choices anyway. Yes, so Max implemented this a few months back, so me and Turner are very guilty of making the easy choice when it comes to wearing our grips and picking our favourite grippy bar. And then Max started calling us out for it. He'd make us go on the slippy bar, so the powder-coated bar. He'd make us not wear our grips. And that's sort of been instilled into us. So now we actually make hard choices on our own. So the grip one's fantastic. I often see people flapping when they don't basically get their favourite grippy bar. And it's about making the hard choice and maybe picking the slippy bar, for example, or maybe not wearing your grips. A great one, which I use quite a lot, is for anything like carries or with the dumbbells, like not wearing my grips because it's harder. And also a fantastic one, which I do see a lot of members sort of scrambling over the machines, is maybe picking a machine that you're not as good at. So instead of trying to get that ego boost and get the best score, maybe picking a machine that you're actually, that actually needs work on. And yeah, your score may not be as good, but you've made the hard choice there, which is actually going to make you a better athlete in the long run yeah there's there's like loads of really good examples of this um and kind of one of the key ones for me is like when you get the choice in a workout to either maintain a pace or not last two minutes of a workout yeah. you can either push and go as hard as you can and make a difficult choice to stay at the pace that you're at or you can just kind of take your foot off the gas and just kind of cruise towards the end um another example is like let's say you're in a workout and you've got let's do a traditional 21-15-9. You've got nine reps left and you get to the fourth rep and it is hurting. Yeah, the chalk you're, bucket's calling. You're in the locker <laughs> and Tara loves the chalk bucket. <laughs> I do. And you are, the difficult choice here is to stay on that bar, finish the nine reps. The easy choice is, I'll just put it down, 
step back, have a little rest, maybe I'll chalk up. Grab a drink. Yeah, I'll get a drink and <laughs> relax. <laughs> and then get back to that bar and do the final five, you know, fairly comfortably. Like the leaning into that discomfort we all know is going to provide the long term benefit. However, that easy choice is right there in front of you. Yeah, it's tempting. Yeah. It's very tempting. Um, we have to lasso Tara and Jack away from those chalk buckets at times. <laughs> so, you know, maybe in your training, there's ways that you're taking the easy options right now. And by the way, we are not perfect at this at all. No. We still make mistakes, you know, we still take the easy path and, and no one is perfect. Um, but maybe there's some awareness now brought to your training and some of the decisions you're making that are potentially slowing your long-term progress because you're choosing that that um, short-term gain rather yes. than the short-term discomfort. Um, so the question is, why do we make these easy choices if it's not beneficial for us? And, and Tara's research on hormones with Huberman um, is going to explain all that for you. So why are we hormonally wired to make these easy choices and avoid those hard choices there? So when we make easy choices, um, we gain a quick reward and this then causes what we call like a dopamine spike. So dopamine is the hormone that is associated with pleasurable sensations and it's also known as our reward hormone. So you get two different types of releases. You get tonic and you get phasic. Tonic refers to the baseline and phasic refers to the spikes. So, some examples of dopamine spikes. We've got chocolate. This what increases. Type of chocolate, Tara? Oh, okay. So, Terry's chocolate orange, the white one. It's banging. I've only just tried it and I think, well, I discovered it about two weeks ago and I've already had about three. <laughs> really? Yes. I thought you were like proper solid on I am proper solid, yeah. yeah. Until um, Terry's chocolate orange. Yeah, that's a treat. Yeah. Um, so, no, I haven't had three full ones. Oh, okay. I must admit, yeah. Oh, yeah. well done, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> What's your weakness? Uh, mine is the marvellous popping candy creations. Oh, God, I didn't know you were seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, chocolate increases your dopamine, so you get a spike of 1.5 times. Um, sex, which is two times. And then you've got nicotine, which is 2.5 and then amphetamine, which is 10 times. So there's just some examples. I think you missed out masturbation. That <laughs> no, no. You said that in the last podcast. That, that's later. Oh, sorry. That's later. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Um, <laughs> so that's just some examples. Uh, there's exercise as well, but this is subjective. So someone like myself who lives for training, I will get a much greater dopamine spike compared to JP, for example, who, yes. <laughs> who drags himself to the gym, drags himself through the workout, complains throughout the whole thing, his dopamine spike will be much lower than mine. He still will get a dopamine spike, but probably at the end of the workout when he's finished, because he's happy that he's done. JP will say that's all a front, and he actually <laughs> does love it. But yeah. we know deep down, he doesn't. Do, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Can we swear on him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, whereas mine would be higher but probably more balanced because I enjoy the whole process as well um, not just finishing the workout for example so if we do spike our dopamine too much this will significantly reduce our baseline and the reason why this is important is because our baseline dopamine is responsible for our motivation our drive our movement so if we experience low levels of circulating dopamine we'll start to feel depressed unmotivated and tired so after, for example, a good example would be after a competition. So us guys have all just done strength and depth through the weekend 
And a lot of us afterwards felt quite unmotivated, didn't really want to train, you know, felt kind of, kind of, you know, kind of low. And this is because during the competition weekend, you're experiencing lots and lots of dopamine spikes. So if you're having a great time with your friends, all these guys ordered Papa John's. Yeah. <laughs> um, you maybe hit a PB, you know, you just buzz in from the whole weekend and what comes up ultimately must come down. So your baseline actually drops a lot lower than what it was before, hence why you feel sort of unmotivated and lethargic after a big weekend. And it is harder these days to avoid those spikes because in our culture, we're constantly striving for comfort. So we seek out quick rewards and we're constantly trying to find an easier and quicker path. We're surrounded by dopamine fixes everywhere. So this could be the food that we eat, phones, masturbation, there it is. There you go, yeah. And drugs, it's almost near impossible to avoid any dopamine spikes. And food's yeah. a good one, isn't it? Yeah, let's yeah. let's go down the food route. So, um let's use the terry chocolate orange as an example yes. um and let's put a, an arbitrary number on it let's say from eating a terry chocolate orange you get a hundred milligrams of dopamine which is a ridiculous amount but <laughs> it makes it easy to explain yes so let's say you get 100 milligrams from this terry chocolate orange i think tara does i yes. can see in her eyes right <laughs> yeah. now that she loves this terry chocolate actually orange. when you dopamine you have a dopamine spike your eyes do they oh wow i think i'm getting a dopamine that's spike it from just for thinking about, about the terry yeah. chocolate orange. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, and and then, like, let's contrast that to making, um, you know, your chicken breast grilled with your, you know, your broccoli and your rice on the side. Yes. So, you know, you're probably going to get from the chicken breast and the broccoli meal, let's say, 10, ten milligrams of dopamine, and you get 100 from this chocolate, Terry's chocolate orange. So, why, you know, why are you going to make that difficult choice and eat that nutritious meal and get the benefit from eating you know the right things when you know your body is telling you oh, i'm just going to get this easy quick fix of dopamine unless you have the awareness of what uh, is the easy choice and what is the hard choice because let's face it if you eat a terrace chocolate orange every night for dinner it's probably not going to be that good it's for you it's not good for you no yeah no that's a realisation some people now. They're like, what? I don't know who needs to hear this, yeah. but eating a toast chocolate orange every night for your dinner is not good Not for great. You. <laughs> yeah, so like, this is why this conversation is so important. Because if you are unaware, you're going to be making those easy choices all the time. And you're going to be having those massive spikes in dopamine, which is going to then provide you with less motivation to go for those yeah. difficult options. You know, that's why we, yeah, this is why we see people when everything's going right, it's going right. So their training's good, they're sleeping well, they're eating well, you know, all those things are aligned. And the reverse is also true. You're eating badly, you're training badly, you're sleeping badly, you're, you know, re your relationships are suffering as a result. Like, you know, these things are linked. Everything, yeah, everything is linked. And uh, a way to reduce these dopamine spikes to improve your baseline um, we've got a couple of things here. So it's make hard choices and also stop layering experiences that increase dopamine. So I'll start with the first one. So make hard choices. Why? Because working hard is hard. So focusing on the effort and leaning into discomfort. So when you feel uncomfortable, tell yourself that this is good because this is going to make you better. So this means you'll need to develop a growth mindset. So you learn to access the reward from the effort and the doing opposed to the reward itself. So seek pleasure in preparing that meal, making the hard choice in the gym, being uncomfortable on the rowing machine. Tell yourself that this is good. Okay, and you need to learn 
to access the reward from that opposed to the completion of the workout. The next one, so stop layering experiences that increase dopamine. So a good example is um, your training. It's cold, so you've got your coat on, you've got your gloves on, you've got your hat on, and you're going to keep them on for the warm-up so you're warm. You've had your pre-workout drink, so you're buzzing to go. You've got your favourite playlist on. You've picked your favourite grippy bar on the rig. You've designed a workout that's perfectly suited to your wheelhouse, so you leave feeling fantastic. So you've made everything about that session as comfortable as possible, okay? But in fact, each of those pleasurable experiences... Okay, add in and layer in your dopamine spike. Okay, and again, what comes up must come down. The higher the spike, the lower you're going to hit that baseline. So, the answer to this isn't to make your workouts miserable. Okay, that's probably what Max would do. (laughs) (laughs) And he tries to do that for me and Turner quite often. So, you don't need to make it miserable, but you can take away a layer or two. Okay, so just one thing or maybe two things just to seek a little bit more discomfort, okay? So this could be not picking your favourite grippy bar. It could be maybe programming a workout that's actually not in your wheelhouse, that's going to be more challenging. That's not going to feed your ego, but it's actually going to test you. It could be maybe taking your kit off so you're not warm for the warm-up, you know, experience the cold. There's loads of little things, and like I said, you don't need to do all of them. But just picking maybe one or two things each session, (laughs) that's going to challenge you and lean you more into discomfort. Okay, so focusing on the discomfort and the effort opposed to that quick fix and the reward. Yeah, and that like by reducing that layering effect, you can then bring that high down. So let's say your high from that workout is now only 50 milligrams of dopamine. You know, when you then do something that's challenging let's say you prepare a meal, you're going to experience that like hot, more more of a high, you know, yes. that 10 milligrams is going to feel better to you than the 100 milligrams of chocolate. Yes, absolutely. Um, <coughs> if you keep exposing yourself to these extreme high spikes, the normal stuff, you know, does, you, you don't feel it nothing. anymore. Yeah, yeah, you don't feel anything. And not only will making the hard choices like make you more resilient, it's actually improving your biology as well, which is going to improve your motivation and your drive in every, every aspect of your life. And who doesn't want to be more productive? Exactly, yeah. So the, you know, what Tara was talking about there is, is kind of like putting yourself on a dopamine uh, like detox or a dopamine yes. starve or some, whatever you want to call I like it. That. Dopamine he fast. Might agree with that, but let's call yeah. it a dopamine detox. Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> and, and like basically choosing... The, dif- the discomfort over and over again and what, what we kind of wanted everyone to get out of this podcast was that level of awareness you know that when you're in the gym and you're on the rower and you've got two minutes left choosing to do the hard thing and keep the pace that you're at and work hard makes you better at emptying the bin yes and agreed. vice versa so when you're in life and the choice is do I uh, empty the bin read the book, do the difficult thing straight away, you are actually improving your ability in the gym to finish those nine reps on those thrusters at the end of a workout. Absolutely. Um, So every hard choice in life makes you better in training and vice versa. Every hard choice in training makes you better at life. Um, And we have a, you know, that's our belief as coaches to the importance of this. Yes. Building better people. That's it. <clears throat> that's it um so guys the that's the end of this podcast the first one was a lot better than that hopefully it was good enough anyway um 
if you like the podcast and you got some benefit out of it, please like and subscribe um, and keep sharing our stuff on, on your Instagram and your social media so we um, get a little bit better following. Thank you for doing that last week and uh, we'll see you again in Fortnite. Thank you, guys.